I'm really excited about this year. I'm really excited about what God wants to do with us. I am excited about the 6 p.m. Thank you, Zach. I'm excited about the 6 p.m. And I am full of expectation of what God wants to do in this environment with us. And uh, if, if I was to put it into one, I'm, I'm going to tell you some of the things I'm expecting in a moment. But if I was to try and put into one sentence or one phrase what God wants us to do in this environment this year, it's this. Build a family. Build a family. Build a place, build an environment, build a culture where everybody knows they belong. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you're into, build a culture, build an environment where people know they belong. Where you know you're loved. Where you're encouraged in your journey with Jesus. And I believe we're going to do that. I've got, if I was to put it in a little bit larger words, these are three things I'm looking. One is a deep life-giving intimacy with Jesus, because that's where it starts. It's actually where it finishes too. A deep life-giving intimacy with Jesus. Number two, I'd say an increased sense of love and belonging with one another or a place for all. And thirdly, that we will all embrace grace that extends beyond ourselves, beyond ourselves, enabling all people that we come into contact with to find a true sense of belonging. In other words, Jesus' love, his mercy, his kindness, and his grace are not just for a favored few, they're for everyone. Because I don't know if you've worked this out yet. Just look at the ones around you. Don't move your head, just move your eyes, because otherwise it'd be a little embarrassing. They're all weird. They are. They are. Let's face it, everybody but you is weird in your eyes. Everyone has their quirks. I am the only normal person I know in my world. I am. Well, you've seen Jan. <laughs> oh, I'll be on the couch tonight. No, but no, it's true, isn't it? it? Really, in our own minds, we're the only normal people. Everyone else has got their quirks and their, their stuff going on, but you're perfect, aren't you? There you go. You're not really. Actually, we all have our quirks. We're all individuals. We're all a little unique. We all have our moments. We have our moments of greatness, and we have our other moments as well. But Jesus loves us. He loves every single one of us. And he calls us family, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Romans chapter 12 says this. It says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. Who's Christ's body? Us. If you know Jesus, if you're a disciple of Christ, if you've invited Jesus into your world, the Bible tells us if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our hearts that he was raised from the grave by the Father on the third day, we are saved. In other words, we are connected to Christ. The relationship that was lost in the Garden of Eden is reconnected, and we are now children of God. We are on a journey. Being a disciple is slightly different because a disciple means that we are pursuing Jesus and pursuing the life that he asked us to live. The body of Christ is made up of his disciples. It says, so, 
Start again. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. Now, I would like this year, and I'm believing this year, that we can create an environment and a culture where your friends, your family, my friends, my family, my colleagues would feel really, really at home that they would like to join us this year and that they would like to be part of what God's doing in the city, in and through us and that you would feel really comfortable to bring them into this environment. And I think the best way to do that is to build a family. We love each other, warts and all. You know, it's just life here. That's auntie, what's her name? Don't worry, she's like that. It's all right, she's okay, she's safe. She's just a little strange. And, and we all have that in our family, don't we? We do. And um, you're not. You're not prepared to say you yes, but you, you do. I know you do. And, um, and, and we can do that together. And one of the ways I want to do that is I would like every person in this building tonight to be involved with creating the atmospheres of Sundays, nights, at 6 p.m. when we come together. We could do all sorts of things. But I know for a fact that to... Um, to, to run a, a gathering, a meeting, requires people to chip in and to help. You know, we've got people tonight that are, that are welcoming people at the door. We've got people that are doing the lighting and the sound and the visuals and the bits and pieces. We've got people that are helping lead and play the music and all sorts of things. But there are also all sorts of other things we could be doing as well. And I want to invite you as family to get involved because I reckon that would be really cool and it's something we could do together this year and you know over all my years in church and particularly as a pastor when people come to me and say things like I'm not happy I'm not happy in church I just don't fit I haven't got any friends the first question I say is are you involved where are you serving in the life of the church how are you connected with people what are you doing so that you feel connected. And nine times out of 10, the answer is, oh, I'm not. And the best way to feel part of something is to get involved with what's happening. And believe it or not, that's what makes things work, is you've been involved. If I went out to your car tonight and I took one wheel off, you may have problems getting home. Now, that's something quite visible. A wheel's a bit like... Um, a wheel's a bit like Stanley on the keyboard tonight. You can see him, sparkly, lovely, attractive, all those kind of things. Hey, Stanley. It's kind of like a wheel. You guys can all see it. But if I went under the bonnet of your car and I pulled a couple of um, high-tension leads off the engine or lead off the coil or something like that, you wouldn't get home at all either. Yet you can't even see those parts. But they are so, so important to your car running right. In fact, if they're not working, your car's not running. And church on a Sunday, because Sunday's only a very small part of church, let's face it, there's seven days a week, this is an hour and a half. 
Sunday's only small, but this is when the family comes together. This is when we come, we celebrate Jesus. This is when we, we, um, we get together, we encourage one another, we spur one another on saying, go for it, hit the week hard. You know, you're a representative of Jesus in the, in the city, leak Jesus everywhere. That, that's what we do on Sundays. But there are so many people doing so many things that make Sundays work smoothly, and you wouldn't have a clue who most of them are. But they're there, and I'll tell you what, we'd feel it. You know, if, if Bruce hadn't turned up tonight to do sound because he thought no one would notice him or he wasn't visible, we would have had a, quite a different experience. Um, if I can't see who's on lights because I've got the head behind the screen trying to hide from me, it's probably Rob. And um, <laughs> could have picked it, eh? There you go. The... Um, you know, if Rob hadn't turned the lights on, we'd be sitting here in the dark. Yet normally Rob wouldn't get a mention. But his part's incredibly valuable. What part could you be playing? What could you do to help out with creating an environment that's not only good for you and everyone else, but it's good for our city? An environment that's attractive for people, an environment that represents Jesus well. Well, at the end, which is going to be very shortly... We're going to have people around the tables, and each of those tables is an opportunity for you to get involved. And I want to encourage you to sign up for something. Get involved. When you sign your name, you're not signing a life sentence. If you put your name down to do something, and three weeks later you go, man, I really don't like that, that's fine. Just change. Try something different. But my heart for this is that you're involved isn't that you're part of the journey. You're part. Jan spoke around this really, really well this morning, talking about family. And how in the family, you know, we all have jobs. When there's time to do the dishes, families just get in and do the dishes. Unless you've got teenage sons, they do a runner, lock themselves in the lounge with the Xbox. But the principle is that we all do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know how it works. You just muck in, don't you? When the family, you get together, there's just stuff, there is stuff. Before we came out tonight, we had to put the rubbish out because otherwise they take it early in the morning and we miss out. So we just all grab the rubbish and put it out. That's what a family does. You just do stuff like that. And that's how it works in the life of the church. And if this is your home church and this is where you come really, I want to invite you tonight to be the church and not use the church. Don't, don't use the church just for a little bit of a spiritual fix on Sunday to hope you'll get through the weekend. Be the church. So jump in there. Be the family. Just make the stuff happen. Get involved. So sign up at a table. It'll be absolutely awesome. End of subject. What I want to do tonight, very quickly, and I'm going to be super quick. I'm going to read you a scripture. That's all I'm going to do. Is I want to introduce our theme for the year, which is belonging, which is family, which is what I've just been talking about. But when I speak this year, predominantly I'm going to speak from John chapter 15, and what I would love for you to do out of this environment is to spend some time in John chapter 15. And because as you spend time there and pray that God will give you revelation, He will. And then when we're together, when I'm speaking at least, um, I'm going to be speaking from John chapter 15. And it'll be really quite interesting. You'll be able to see if you got the same out of it as I got. You might get something totally different. That's cool. But this is what John 15 says. So if you've got your Bible, your device, I want you to go there. And then we're going to go and sign our names up and all that kind of stuff. 
Because I'm absolutely convinced that a sense of belonging actually comes out of a sense, out of connection with God. If we haven't got connection with God, any sense of belonging that we're striving for at best will be temporary and superficial. At the end of the day, all true sense of belonging comes out of our connection with Jesus, which is more than just about this world, it's about the world to come. Here we go, John chapter 15. Now just understand what he's doing here before I read it. Jesus is about to go to the cross. And he's with his disciples. And in the chapter before, he's just taught them a whole lot of stuff. He's given them keys. And then he says at the, at the end of um, uh, 14, he says, Look, I have run out of time, guys. My time has come to an end. But before I go, this is my paraphrase, but before I go, there's a couple more things that I need you to remember. And then he launches into John 15. So if this was me, and I was about to leave, and just before I walked out the door, I, I said, hang on, there's a couple of things here which I, ju I just need to remind you of this again because it's super important. I do not want you to forget. It's absolutely pivotal, pivotal, that's not even a word, pivotal, that you remember this, that you understand this, and that you don't forget this. This is what's happening here. Jesus. And then he starts, and I won't go into this now, but if you would like more information on it, listen to the podcast from last Sunday morning. He starts by saying, I am the true grapevine. I am is an incredible statement. I am is a statement of his divinity and who he is. In Exodus, when he was introducing himself to Moses, he introduced himself as, I am who I am. So right in verse 1 here of chapter 15, in his final words before he goes to the cross, he just establishes again who he is. I am who I am. In other words, listen up. What I'm about to say is quite important. Here he goes. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. And you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments 
and remain in his love. I told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. Awesome, eh? Incredibly powerful. So at least whenever I'm speaking, we're going to unpack that a little bit. Because I think, I don't think I know, if we can get a revelation around what the scripture is telling us, it will actually transform our lives. If you're younger here and you can get a revelation around what this scripture is saying, it will set you in a very, very good path. Very good path. Because belonging comes out of our connection with Jesus. Full stop. That's where it comes from. Identity comes out of our connection with Jesus. Fruitfulness, and fruitfulness might not be what you think it is, but fruitfulness, biblical fruitfulness, comes out of our connection with Jesus. So Father, I pray that this year, as we go forward, our hearts would be open, that we would allow you to speak into our worlds and shape our world, shape our lives. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to every person. Every person. And that you would rest on every person. And you would stir the heart of every person. Lord, my desire and my motive is that your church would be mature. Is that we would truly understand what it is to be family and live as family. Is that we would grow in likeness to you. And that no matter where we are or where we're there, we would present you well. We would leak Jesus everywhere. And that would be a good thing. And so I declare your blessing. I prophesy revelation. I prophesy dreams and visions over your people in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask that this year would be a year of incredible life in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to give back to Jan now. But don't go rushing off as soon as we finish. Go and sign up. Get involved. Be part of the family. Make it happen. I think you'll be amazed when we all pull together, when we all get sort of on the the team together on the same page, you will be amazed at what we see happen and you'll be a part of it. And I would love you to be part of it. Amen.